All right, so a, a few things. First of all, um, I'm already late for something, so <laughs> so if you don't mind, like after I get this year, I gotta I gotta I gotta get out. So that's number one, and I'm not probably not gonna stick to that anyway. So whatever. Is once I'm late, I'm late. That's number one. Number two, I figured it's the week of Pesach, so so uh, again, I hate putting Sefer Yeshua on hold again, but uh, the week of Pesach, we'll do something that's a little bit Pesach dick, and uh, just continue the Achonis to get ready for Yantif. Alright, so we'll begin like this. In the, um, in the Haggadah, so right before, right before the re- really, it's, it's interesting, once Magid starts, let's put it this way, once Magid starts, there's sort of like introductory paragraphs. So even Helach Manya is somewhat of an introductory paragraph, maybe it's even really description and explanation of Yachatz. Manishtan is sort of introduction because the kids are, are starting to ask. Avadim Hayinu is a general response. But then we begin, the, like, really uh, the, the, the details of Sipritis Mitzrayim and really to get into the thick of it, which is through Darshni Psukim, right? So we, we quote Psukim from Parshas Kisavo, right? When a farmer comes to bring Bikurim, so he has to give a whole very short, condensed history of the Jewish people. And so the Haggadah uses that as a springboard to talk about the, the story of, of, of Golis Mitzrayim, and Sees Mitzrayim more in depth using those psukim for drushes. That's what we do. Now, before we, we do that, before we do that in the Haggadah, there's a line that we say, which is, Baruch HaMokim Baruch Hu, Baruch Shonas Antar Lama Yisrael Baruch Hu, right? The Blessed Hashem who gave us the Torah. And then we go on to say there's four sons that, that we have to give responses to when they ask their questions or if they don't ask their question, whatever. And then we begin to talk about Sees Mitzrayim. So, what exactly is the purpose of that paragraph? Baruch HaMak and Baruch Hu, blessed Hashem, who gave us the Torah. Like, what? What is that? So, so Marmak and one, that's what the Haggadah says. Baruch HaMak and Baruch Hu, Baruch Shonas and Tarlah, Yisrael, Baruch Hu. Okay. Now, Marmak and number two, a lot of Rishonim, the Avudraham, one of them, but there's many Rishonim that say along the same lines, which is an interesting way of thinking of it, is that we know that before a person learns Torah every day, there's a, you have to make Baruch HaSatar, right? You have to make a Baruch in the morning before you learn. And that, that bracha that you make in the morning before you learn, that carries till you go to sleep, right? You don't have to, even if you had many hours of in between not, not learning, you said bracha in the morning, it covers you the whole day. But say the Rishayim, but the learning that you're about to do in the Haggadah, we want to have a special bracha satara for. So the learning that we're about to do in the Haggadah using those psukim of Arami Aviravi and Darshanim Psukim, which is Torah learning, right? It's not just saying a story, it's learning Mamish, learning Psukim. So we want to have a special Birchasa Torah. So says Psukim, because you're about to start Darshanim Psukim, Arami Aviravi, and so on, using that as a springboard for Tzipri Tzitzitzayim. So Omar Baruch HaMokim, that's why we make this sort of, uh, you know, ver- like sort of a, a little bit of a version of Birchasa Torah. Blessed be Hashem who gave us a Torah. That's pretty much Birchasa Torah in a nutshell. Just like when a person learns, you have to make a bracha to thank Hashem and to pray and to daven for Hashem. That's what we're doing over here. Other Rishonim say it more, more succinctly. It's mamish Okay, so it's a very nice thing. But the question is, uh, again, the halach of Birch is that I make a bracha in the morning, I'm covered until I go to bed. So why is it, we don't find such a thing that if you, the specific types of learning, you have to make an extra Birch only over here, when it comes to the learning that I'm doing in Nagid, uh, in Haggadah, it needs a special, unique Birchus as if the learning of the Haggadah, it's like it's a different category of learning, a different Indian, something. So we have to figure that out. Why does this learning by the Haggadah require like somewhat of a unique and a special, independent Birchus by itself? Okay. All right, so 
there's a general idea when it comes to Pesach Bechlal, which is that, I, I sort of referenced it a little bit Shabbos morning, but not, not, I didn't really focus on it too much, that Pesach, and really this was a major theme, and really if you remember all those Shavim Shir, which was that Yitzis Mitzrayim, the ghoul of Yitzis Mitzrayim, it shouldn't just be seen like in a vacuum of, okay, we were in Gullus, we got out of that particular Gullus. Rather, you have to see Yitzis Mitzrayim as somewhat somewhat of a tikkun, of a rectification, of a fixing of, that, of the problem that went, that went wrong in Gan Eden. Adam and Chava eat from the tree of knowledge and put in evil, everything goes crazy. Golis Mitzrayim was just a reemergence of that. It was a reemergence of that problem. It was a, ram, uh, it was a ramification of that sin of Adam and Chava. And the Geul of Mitzrayim is a tikkun to that. Now let me show you a couple of very, I, I think it's an interesting example of how you see that Mitzrayim has to do with fixing the sin of Adam and Chava, of listening to the snake. So it's interesting. In the beginning of Parsha Shemois, where it talks about the Jewish people multiplying and growing in numbers, right? So what's the language? It says, We became a tremendously numerous and, and, and powerful people. One of the words that's used to describe our, our, multiple, uh, our, uh, our, our you know, growth and development is Yishritzu. Paru v'yishritzu. The word Yishritzu comes from the word Sheretz, right? Sheretz are insects. Insects, I mean, if anyone had to ever deal with them, you know, you find one, it means there's a million more, right? So that's, that's the way we're, in, insects. So the word Yishritzu means to multiply. But that's not such a nice, way. we're talking about Yidin, you know, we're talking about part of the Yishritzu. You want to say the Egyptians used that word on us, okay? You know, our enemies use such little shyness about Yidin, but that we should say that about ourselves, part of the Yishritzu. More than that, it's interesting, this connection between, between Mitzrayim, Golis Mitzrayim, us being described like Shratzim, having a connection to insects, to bugs, to Shratzim. It's interesting because in Geulas Mitzrayim, in our redemption from Mitzrayim, we see a very strong disconnect between us and Shratzim. For example, the Pasuk says in, in the end of, uh, of Parsha Shemini, where it talks about all the halachas of kosher animals and non-kosher animals, obviously insects are... You know, they're not kosher. So it says over there that uh, you, you're not allowed to eat insects. Don't eat insects. I am Hashem that took you out of Egypt. Was, was one to the other. So Marmok number three is the Gemara above Metziah. The Gemara says on Samachal from the base, Tanadver of Yishmol. Of Yishmol taught in his yeshiva that Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, what Hashem is saying is, that even if the whole Yitzhi's time only took place, to separate us from eating insects, will be Kedai. So you see, so, so what does this mean? There's some sort of funny thing going on over there. That in Golis Mitzrayim, we see there's some sort of like, like enmeshment that we have with Shratzim to such a degree that we're called Yishritzu. But Yitzis Mitzrayim is what? Is that no, 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 we're mamish separated. And of all the mitzvahs, the Rabbi Hashanah says, the one thing that's mamish, like Kedai, the whole thing, Yitzis Mitzrayim, is that we don't eat bugs. And then the Gemara goes on by the Nikotis, but the Gemara then goes on to tell me the Master of Yishmael, like, uh, how hard is it not to eat bugs? Like, that's the big, how much tzachar do you get from that? And Yishmael said, you should know, even, even such mitzvahs that you don't have to work too hard, the tzachar is very, very great. So what is this eating with Shratzen? So if you take a look at Maramak number four, there's a sefer called Maishu Zekainim, I forgot to get the Maramak, and it's on, it's on, it's on Parshish Bai. So Maishu Zekainim, he says, interesting point, he says, Tema. It's an interesting question. He says, if you think about it, when it comes to bugs in the category of shratzim and, 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 and animals, there's no, there's not one bug that you're allowed to eat. There's not one bug that you're allowed to eat. In other words, 
within animals, so there's kosher animals and not kosher animals. Birds, there's kosher and not kosher. Within even flying insects, so you have, uh, you have uh, whatchamacallit, you have uh, grasshoppers and locusts and certain, certain types that are kosher. But when it comes to shrutzim, right, just, you know, creepy crawly insects on the floor, there's no one type that's mutter. Everything is just, it's all treif. Why? Okay, interesting question. So he says like this, V'yishleimer, Says the Maishas Akanim because again, he, it's a whole arichas how he shows this. But we, the, the nachash, even though we think of a snake as, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a reptile, right? That's yeah. it's a reptile. So, but in Torah, a, a nachash is just it has is in the category of sherets. In other words, maybe not halachically, but it's seen in that context of sherets. We'll see soon in a second why. And therefore, since the nachash caused such destruction to the world and brought such a curse, it just brought a curse to, to the world. So anything of that category of nachash, which is connected to sheretz, it's completely off limits. So it's an interesting thing. So we're finding a connection between nachash and shratzim. Take a look at Marmok number five. Chassam Seifer also in Bereshis makes the following point. It says in Pasuk that when Hashem created all the animals, he created obviously insects, so they're called sheretz nefesh chaya. That's what it's called. That Hashem said, let there be bugs, but it's described as sheretz, you know, sheretz nefesh chaya. The word, by the way, the word sheretz, why it's called, Chazal say, right, the reason why insects are called sheretz is because sheretz, they, they move. You don't even, uh, they, they, you know, even if they're not moving so fast, their legs are moving very, very fast in order to even get to a certain amount of distance. So they're called sheretz nefesh chaya. Said the Chassam Seifer, It's interesting. And most people eat vegetables or whatever. You realize it or not, uh, once in a while, you know, you eat something that you're not supposed to eat, a little insect. Why? Why is it the Rabbanah Shal made in such a way that it's, they says, that it's almost impossible to make sure that you never eat an insect when you eat vegetables. Why? Because shratzim come from that place of the nachash. Al came, therefore he says, Sheretz nefesh chaya. Those words is Rosh Tevis Oisius Nachash. Sheretz Nefesh Chai is Rosh Tevis Nachash Nin Nun Ches Shin. Ella Shubehepach. But it's interesting. The word Sheretz Nefesh Chaya is is the letters Nachash, but it's not in order, right? It's Shin Nun Ches. Why Shubehepach Shin Nun Ches Lerames? Because it's hinting to us Kemedaktek Alatzmai Machlos Asuris that if you're very careful, you really try to be makbid uh, to make sure that you don't have any bugs in your salad. So then, then, then you, you, won't, you won't necessarily be able to protect yourself on your own, but you'll get siyat d'shmaya. Eina Kodesh Baruch Hu, maybe mechshol l'piv, the Rabbanu will give you siyat d'shmaya. So it's interesting. V'zeo shinun ches, Rosh Tevis, shoymer nafshayz chasidav. That Hashem protects the souls of those, uh, of his chasidim, those that, that serve and those that love him. So in other words, what, what the Chassam Seifer is doing over here is again, explaining to us that sheretz, even though we, we think of them as just insects, pashid, but sheretz really is a, something that's related to what? It's related to the nachash. Even the word sheretz, nefesh is rosh tevis nachash. And we see this, it says the Chassam Seifer, that just as the curse that the nachash brought to the world is something that we can't escape on our own, right? Death, uh, mortality is not, we, we, you know, there's nothing you can do. You, you could, you know, do everything you can we, we, to live as long as, as the Rabbanu wants us to, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're mortal. And there's nothing we can do get out, to get out of that. So Sotu says, Chassam Seifer, the category of animals that's related to the Nachash, which is Shratzim, also, it's impossible for you to avoid it at some point in your life. But, and, but what do you, so, but if, but if you do Hishtadlos, then if the Rabbanu Shalom wants, he could come and give us Yat Neshmai, Yashayim Renav Shaz Chasidah. 
So it's one of those inyanim that it's, it's reflective of what? Of our inability to escape that curse. It's our inability to get out of it. It's, it's the nachash. So let's go back to Mitzrayim. The Jewish people in Mitzrayim are what are described as paru v'yishritzu. We're described as being stuck in that tumah that, that came from the nachash. But what's Yitzis Mitzrayim? Yitzis Mitzrayim is, the Rabbi, like, like Rabbi Shemal taught, if it were, the whole thing is kadai, just not, to not eat shratzim. In other words, this inyan of Yishritzu versus not eating shratzim at the end of Yitzis Mitzrayim is reflective of, what, of the, of the penimus, of the core of what's going on by, by Mitzrayim, which is that Yitzis Mitzrayim is not just getting out of Golis. Yitzis Mitzrayim means us being able to escape and being able to, to fix that mistake that took place because of the Nachash. That's the idea. And again, this is something that we find, that this, this is why I mentioned on Shabbos, that the Nachash HaKadmaini, the original snake, was stricken with Saras, because he said, Lashon Arbet Hashem, right? He said that, you know, Hashem doesn't want you to eat from Yitzhadas, because he doesn't want competition, that's Lashon Ar. So he was stricken with Saras. That's why Saras is a major theme in Mitzrayim as well. Like I mentioned, Moshe Rabbeinu Saras, Pare has Saras, Dasen Avir. So all these things, the, nach, the, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu's stick turns into a Nachash, his Nachash eats the other Nachashes, Pari himself is called a Nachash. There's a lot of themes over there, because that's, the, in a certain sense, we have to think of Gauls Mitzrayim as a tikkun of that. Okay, with that in mind, so now let's learn, for another few minutes, one particular aspect of, 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 of Pesach, how it's related to this Indian of, of escaping the sin of the Nachash, of sort of being Masak in that Indian. Okay. So it's like this. We know when it comes to Pesach night, uh, it's about talking, there's a lot of talking, but eating is a major end, right? It's, it's one of the unique times of the year. It, it's, I was talking about showers this afternoon, how nowadays we only have a, a fraction of the mitzvahs that we, that we should have with the Beis HaMikdash. Most of, of the mitzvahs of, of the Beis HaMikdash revolve around eating. Eating karbonas, how to eat karbonas, not to eat certain uh, karbonas in the wrong way. The, one, the only time that we have uh, nowadays that there's a strong Indian of mitzvahs that are, that are about eating is Pesach. Let's say, for example, Shabbos is a mitzvah to have Suda, but it doesn't say exactly what you have to eat. Whatever you like, you eat. But Pesach, like, there's a mitzvah to eat specific things. So there are three types of foods that maybe we don't eat them nowadays, but three types of foods that are the, the, the foods of Pesach night. You have what? As we say, Pesach, that's the, car, the carbon Pesach is meat, matzah is bread, you know, non chametz, and mar. Right? Those are the three things. Now, Rav Tzaddik in, um, in Sefer Rassisei Laila makes an amazing observation. He says, if we think about each one of those food categories, meat, bread, and vegetables, all those food categories are categories which, which represent the downfall of Adam as a result of the chet. Take a look at Maramakim number six, okay? There's a Gemara in Psachim, Kof Yud Aleph. The Gemara says like this, V'shosh amar kadosh baruch hu adam, when Hashem said to Adam and Chava, k'aitz v'darja tatzmiach lach, right, they, 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 Hashem confronts them, you eat from Eitz so because of that you're going to be punished, you're going to eat from k'aitz v'darja tatzmiach, you're going to eat from vegetables, and it's going to be thorny and, and difficult. That's what Hashem said to Adam and Chava. Zolgu ein of demoy, says the Gemara, that he, his eyes began to stream with tears, and Omar Lufan of Rebbeinu Shem, he said, Hashem yispar, Rebbeinu Shalom, ani v'chamayu nechal b'evesacha, me and my donkey are going to eat the same things. Donkeys, animals, eat grasses and they eat uh, vegetables. I'm going to eat the same things. So once he, once he said that, so Kivan Shamla, Lechem, so Hashem said, no, okay, you're not going to eat mamish and be like an animal. You're going to eat also something that grows from the ground, but you're going to have to work on it and develop it into something a little bit more refined, bread, but you're going to have to put in toil and effort. 
So Niskaradaiti, he felt a little bit better. But says the Gemara, so even though that the Rabbani Shalom gave him a little bit of a comfort that you're going to eat bread, which also comes from the ground, it's also growing from the ground, but, it, but, you have to, but it's a little bit more elevated after all the work that you put into it. But says the Gemara, but we didn't escape that curse of eating vegetables. Because human beings eat vegetables, we eat vegetables too, root vegetables and so on we eat. So what is the Gemara saying over here? What the Gemara is telling us is, is that eating root vegetables is a reflection of the curse of Adam and Chava as a result of the Nachash. And yet that's one of the main ingredients of Pesach night, is Mar, right? It's a root vegetable. Even if, you, even if it's, uh, even if, you know, if it's mamish horseradish, it's mamish root vegetable. If it's uh, lettuce, it's weiter, a vegetable from the ground, it's, it's with the dabra. And that's exactly what, what, what Adam was cursed with. So it's ironic, no? Pesach night, the whole thing is getting out of, out of the, fixing that chait of Adam and Chava and getting out of that problem of separating ourselves from the, from the sherets, from the nachash. And yet, one of the core things that we eat Pesach night is dafka something that Adam and Chava were cursed with because of the nachash. More than that, what's the other ingredient that we eat? What's the other thing that we eat Pesach night? The centerpiece of matzah, which is bread. That's bezeisah pechatoichalacha. The fact that you have to put in so much effort to make matzah or to to buy matzah, already is also a reflection of the Chet Yetzadaz. Take a look at Maramak number, number seven. It's a Gemara in Brachis Nun Chesmet Aleph. The Gemara says, Kami Yagiyas Yaga Adam Rishon Paslachal. The fact that it takes so much time and so much effort to produce a piece of bread, whether it's chametz or not, is itself a, a, a reflection of the Chet of Adam and Chava. So, so maror is a, it, vegetables is a reflection of the downfall of Adam as a result of the Nachash. Bread is a reflection of the downfall of Adam and the Nachash. And so is meat, by the way. Take a look at the Maramuk number 8. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Nun Testament Beis, Lo'i hotel Adam Rishon Achilles Basar. That Adam and Chava in Ganeid, and even after Ganeid, until Nayach, until the Mavo, humanity were not allowed to eat meat. Meat were off limits. We were vegetarians or whatever. We were eating fruits and so on. But it was not, uh, meat was off limits. Shinemar, Lechem it says, the Rabbana Shalom says that fruits and so on, that's what for you to eat and the animals. But not animals for you to eat. And that hetar of eating meat was only much later on when there was a huge weakening of uh, the human condition where we need to somehow, whatever it is, need to eat meat in order to be healthier. So Mela, the Rabbana Shalom gave a hetar to eat meat. So the three main foods, Pesach night, of Pesach, Matzah, and Mar, are all foods that we would not have been eating if we, if we remained in Ganeidah. We wouldn't have mar in Gan Eden. Not the fact that it's bitter. The fact that it's a vegetable, we wouldn't be eating it. Bread, we wouldn't be eating because of all the effort that it takes to produce it. We wouldn't be eating. And meat, we wouldn't be eating. So here, so I don't understand. So the one you're telling me the whole thing of Pesach is to, sep- to fix that sin, which I would imagine means to go back to the way it was. And yet you're telling me everything we're doing Pesach night is all about embracing the, you know, what went wrong. So how do you make sense of this? Okay, so... So we're going to learn some Ratzadik for a, a little bit to see how Ratzadik goes about explaining this. Take a look at Marmok number nine. And again, it's related to what I was talking about Shabbos morning, but it's just in a different, uh, giving it a little bit of a different expression. Marmok number nine, Ratzadik in Sefer Sisi Laila, Peace Chav Dalar. He says like this: The way the Rabbanu Shalom set up the system in creation is First there's darkness, and then there's light. First there's darkness, then there's light. First there's night, and then there's day. That's the way it goes. 
The Gemara, it's, a, it's based on a famous Gemara. The Gemara says that uh, that one of the Amaroyim asked his Rebbe, what's Pshat, that uh, when he, he saw that his Rebbe was in a good mood, and if he asked him, Kol Chalali Alma, all the secrets of the universe, he'd be able to answer it, because he was just like an open, he was an, there was an opening there. So I asked my opportunity, so what was the question that the Talmud asked? The Talmud asked, why is it that when you have a herd of black goats and white sheep, the black goats always naturally go first before the white sheep? How's this guy? So the Rebbe said, oh, you're asking very good. Because that's how Hashem made the world. First there's darkness, and then there's light. So says Ratzadik, that question, the question was a penetrating one. Like, there is this reality in the Bria that any lie, that, that, that the greatest of lights actually emerges out of its own darkness. Like I was talking about Shabbos morning, the non-existence is the beginning of the greater existence. Right? So we think of the downfall of Adam and Chav and Gan Eden, and the fact that now he has to eat vegetables and bread and meat, right? That's his downfall. That's the choyshech. But says Ratzalik, but there's a klal. The klal is that, the, 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 like we was talking about Shal Shudas as well, tshuva is not just to go back to the way it was. Tshuva is to realize the light that's able to now, em- the greater light that's able to emerge out of that particular darkness. So says Rat Sadiq, the Avaid of Pesach night is not to go back to the way it was before Adam and Chava and only eat fruit. Like it should just be Tubish about Pesach night, only fruit. The answer is no, because that's not the Avaid, that's not being Mesak in the Chait. That's, that's called just taking a time machine. The Tikkun of the Chait is to realize the unbelievable light that can emerge out of these things that originally were seen as the darkness that came after the sin. That's the Avaid, that's the Inyan. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu's staff, right? What is it? It turns into a snake and then turns back into a staff, right? So it's not like it turns into a... Moshe Rabbeinu ran away, right? Remember, he throws a stick on the floor, turns into a nachash, and he backs up. And the Rabbanu Shem said, no, 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 achayz biznavai. Grab its tail. Grab its tail. Because that's what's going on at that moment. The Rabbanu Shem was revealing to Moshe Rabbeinu this secret that the avayit is not to go back in time to pretend it didn't happen. Adarava, there's a light that is emerging out of this. So, okay, so, so... so what is the light that one sees emerging out of these three items of vegetables, of, of mar, matzah, and karb pesach, that we wouldn't have had if there was no sin of Adam and Chava, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the idea. Okay, so take a look at Marmokah number 10. So this is from also Rav Tzadik in Sefer Preet Tzadik. It's a Sefer on Chumash and on Yantif. So it's the first piece on Pesach. So he says an amazing thing. He says like this. this the Yantif of Pesach is the time of repairing the sin of Adam and Chava, but not to go back to the way it was, Ad to reveal the light that's emerging out of the darkness. Sha'af zeh shahaya, to show that even what happened, which was the sin of Adam and Chava, hu it's ultimately for something even better. Although at the time it was a mistake, but looking back, there's something that's greater that can emerge out of that. Kamay Shomer, and he references the Gemara that he wrote in a different Sefer, the lesnar, there's no light there's no greater light than, what emer- than the light that emerges out of darkness. Okay, behind him. So he explains, he gives the example. Let's, let's say, other reason before the sin. So what was the matziv? So, Says Ratzadik, the relationship the Rabbanu Shalom had, the, 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 that Adam and Chavah had with the Rabbanu Shalom before the sin, was just, it, 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 it was, he, he, he says, he didn't have to go through any process of working something through. Like eating, it's like, you know, you eat something, you digest it, you have to work it through, you have to put an effort and so on. Adam and didn't have that. Everything was just mamish. It was there. It was mamish clear. Mamish clear. 
And that's what it means that he was commanded, he was commanded not to eat from the tree of knowledge, but he was commanded to eat from the other trees, right? So he says, And the type of, the type of Torah that he had, that he, that he had a shaykhist to before the sin, was an Eitz Chaim Torah. What does that mean? Similar to what the Jewish people experienced for a moment by Maimon Arsini, which is what? That Shashama Yisrael Anaychi, that the Rabbanishim said the words, I am Hashem your God, what happens? So Chazal say, Nitka Divritar believe him. At that moment when Hashem said, Anaychi Hashem Alekacha, so the words of Torah, truth, became Mamish ingrained in Adam, in Kla Yisrael, okay? And Bishosh Hashem Aloyelacha, and when Hashem said, You shall not have any other gods, Nekar Yetzar believe him. The evil inclination was uprooted from them. So everything, so in other words, says Ratzadik, the moment of the Jewish people standing by Sinai is like similar to what Adam and Chava were before Ganet, before the sin. And what was that matziv? Passively sitting and just receiving unbelievable gifts. Unbelievable gifts. Anayich Hashem Alekecha, Kedusha, the removal of the Yitzhara. Just sitting back and receiving unbelievable things. It's Kavaldik. It's Kavaldik. What's what, what's post sin? So Adam and Chava sin. What's what's now? What's wrong? What, what now? The problem now. The situation is, we have to claw and fight our way back to get some level of clarity. So that's a darkness. That's a darkness. Before the sin, everything was was mamish clear. The revelation was mamish in our face, and he was giving us light and, and taking care of our problems for us. And then after the sin, we're mamish uh, left uh, mamish in the dark. But says Ratzadik, but there's a great light that emerges out of that. Because now that you're in the darkness, now that you don't know anything and you have to work, now you can clarify in much greater, in much greater uh, sophistication and in, much, and in a much more personal way what God wants. You see, it, it, it's like the classic muscle that, that this farm sayer I've given before is like it, it, uh, when, when, when you first get married, so your wife has to be very blunt with what she wants for her birthday present. She has to be like, this is what I want. And then a good husband, the definition of a good husband then is getting what she told you to get. Fine, matzliach. But 20 years later, that's no longer the bar. You know what I'm saying? She shouldn't have to tell you what to get. You, know, you, have to, you should know on your own what she, what she wants, right? Because there is such a thing that as, as a relationship develops, there's a, there's a certain ability of you on your own to figure out Ratzon Hashem, right? To, to figure out the Ratzon of the person that you love. So it's the same thing when, when it comes to us in the Rabbanu Shalom. Before Gan Eden, it was Mamash Gavaltagazach. Okay, the Rabbanu Shalom told us everything was amazing. But, but just like in that example of like the guy, you know, Chasen Kal by the, 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 the girl says, This is what I want. Does he know why she wants it? Not really. She, he was told that's what she wants, that's what he'll get. But with time, he begins to understand more his spouse and understand why, wh- what is it about her that make that, what's her personality like? And then he can figure out from getting to that core, he can figure out, okay, practically what she would want because of who she is, right? And the same thing vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's Davka, says Ratzadik, as we're going to see, it's Davka because of the darkness that we're put in. And now we have to begin to figure out who is this God? See, before Ganei then, Adman Chav didn't have the moment to, th- to think about God, who is God. They were just being overwhelmed with God's presence, you know what I'm saying? And with God showing them and telling them what to do. But they never had the moment to sit back and question, what does it mean to have a God, to be, have a creator, and what that means? What does that say about me? What does it say about, about my place in the world? 
you, you, need, you need a certain level of hester pun of darkness to be able to force yourself to ask those deeper questions and to get to the kishkas of what it means to be a Jew, what it means to be a, a, a created entity, and what it means to have a creator. But, but if you're able to work through that, then you get to a much deeper place. So look, look at how Tzadik puts it. So, so plan A is um, pre it's not plan A, it's part A. It's, 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 it's looking part back, process, looking yeah. back it's, it was part of a larger process. But he says like this. Take a look at the, the last, last uh, sentence on the first paragraph of Marmokka number 10. Again, so by the last sentence, uh, last line, after the, after the mess up, after the sin of Admin Chava, now we have a tremendous, much, much more volume of Torah. There's much more volume of Torah. To fix the, the terrible anger that now we're stuck in. So, it, so in other words, before, before, before the chait of Adam and Chava, all the Rabbanu Shalom had to do is, is point to, uh, to the magazine and say, I want this. Adam and Chava said, fine, I'll get it for you. But now the Rabbanu Shalom is not pointing to a magazine. Right? He's not pointing to a particular thing. He's not sending you a link to, you know, to, uh, to the jewelry store. You can just like, press a button and the, and, the, and the thing comes. Whatever, I don't know. I'm giving... You could tell how many gifts I give, right? So, so, so uh, the, 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 before, in other words, before Har Sinai, when the Rebbeinu is, is speaking clear and telling you exactly what he wants in a very clear way, then it, all you need are uh, very small instructions. So Adam Chaver, given one sentence, Sony Yisadas Tavira Itayitzachayim, finished. You know, but now that the lights go off and now you're figuring it on your own, so there's a lot more information that you have to figure out. because now you have to learn. You have to learn about the Rabbanu Shalom himself instead of just, just listening to what he's telling you to do. You have to get to the kishkas of who the Rabbanu Shalom is. And that takes a lot more information. And because of that, the Torah that we have now is much, that, there's much more, there's much more material because of the Chet Yetzadas than there would have been without the Chet. Think about it. Well, before the sin, all of Torah was what? One sentence. Don't eat Yetzadas, eat the Yetzachayim. That's the wife saying, I want that necklace. Just buy that. Okay, so finished. But after the sin, where what, where the, where she's not saying anything. So now you have to start doing research. You got to figure out who she likes and who her friends are and what, what you know, maybe pick up on subtle hints. V'chulu v'chulu, and you have to amass a whole, you know, pile of, uh, of, uh, you know, ambiguous sentences and things that uh, subtle things that she said or she didn't say, and make a whole shas in order to figure out that she wants that necklace. But once you figure it out. It's a much more, it's a much deeper experience. So says Ratz the three foods that we eat, vegetables, bread, matzah, and meat, all represent this inyan of the much larger volume of Torah that we have now as a result of the chait, which initially seems like, oh, it's a lot more work, and it's, much, it's, a, it's a big darkness, and that's why we're clawing around. And the guy's thinking to himself, why can't she just tell me what she wants? But once you go through it and you figure it out on your own, you're in a much better place. And that's exactly what it means, the light that's emerging out of that darkness. Take a look at how he says it. The chain ba mitzvah's matzah. So the first thing we have is matzah. Matzah is bread, right? So that's a, that's a food that's only a post-sin food. Shehulechem. But it says in Pasuk, Dechsevulechem levav enosh yisad. That bread is something that could satiate the heart of enosh, the heart of a person. Fahainu. Says Ratzadik, the word Enosh is not just a person. Enosh is always, it means a generation. That the, the Dar Enosh, the generation of Enosh, that was a generation that started serving of Adizara. Which is like the lowest description of a person is the word Enosh. 
mikol makam. Nevertheless, even in enosh or dafkin enosh, lechem levav enosh. He said lechem can satiate even in enosh. What does that mean? Lechem shudivri tarshivachsav. Lechem always represents in chumish in Tanakh tarshivachsav. Tarshivachsav. All twenty-four books of Tanakh. That's that's lechem. It says in pasuk lechu lach mubalachmi. Says Hashem the Navi, come eat my bread. What does it mean eat my bread? What's Hashem's bread? Hashem's bread is Tanakh. Levav enosh. Levav means hainu shtei levav. That's what the Pasuk means. Hashem says that bread, which is Tanakh, can satiate the hearts, plural, of enosh. What are the two hearts that a person has? As a result of the chet yetzadas, we have two hearts. We have the yetzatayv, and we have the yetzahara. So we think of that as a terrible, da- it's a terrible, uh, it's a terrible calamity, it's a terrible darkness. Now we have the yetzahara, we don't know anything. Hashem's not pointing to the thing and saying, get me this. So now we're stuck on our own. And because we're stuck on our own, we now need 24 books of Tanakh to begin to figure out what our, what our beloved wants. So that's a terrible, it, it, it seems to be a chayshech. But Lamaisa, if you think about it, it's much beautiful. We have Tanakh now. We have Mamash 24 books of Tanakh where we can learn in great detail and in great depth who, who our creator is. Which is something we wouldn't have had the, 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 the push and the momentum to receive that or to, to be involved in that if everything was just given to us like pre-Gan Eden. So that's what matzah represents. Matzah represents the, tana, the post, the, the, it's all Torah post-sin. And one aspect of Torah post-sin is the, vo- the volume of Tanakh, the vastness of Tanakh. That's lechem, that's matzah. That's why, by the way, matzah is, is, is derisive even nowadays. Uba, next paragraph, Uba, mitzvah's mara. And then you have mara. What's mara? Al-shom vayimara's chayim. So everyone knows, why do you eat mara and Pesach? Because they embittered our lives in Mitzrayim, right? Says Rav Tzadik, the Zara Kaddish says, on that Pasuk that they made our lives bitter, says the Zara Kaddish, right? they embittered our lives with hard work, says the Zara, that means with kashas, with, with, with uh, martyr, what does that mean? That means kalvachimers, with bricks, with clarifying halacha, and all works of the field, that's the prices. What does that mean? What the Zara Kodesh is telling us is, is that Mara represents the difficult labor that's involved in clarifying Tarshabalpa. And that's what we were acquiring with our slavery in Egypt. The slavery of, of Bechaymer Bolvenim in Egypt was, was obviously, uh, human beings were suffering, Jews were suffering with that, but it was reflective of some greater gift, some greater light that's emerging out of that darkness. The darkness that was emerging out of that particular, that the, the, the light that was emerging out of that particular darkness of slavery, the slave pits was Tarsh Balpeh. And that's why we eat Mara, which again is a, ve- is a vegetable, which is something that's a post-sin thing to eat. So that's a terrible darkness. But there's a light that emerges out of it, which is what? The vastness of Tarshav Peh. So you have matzah, which is the vastness of Tarshav Echsav. And you have mar, which is the vastness of Tarshav Peh. Both things that we would not have had if we did not sin with Adam and Chav. And so even though it's terrible, now we have to go through this whole Indian of, of Tanakh, Tarshav Peh, to figure it out. But once you embrace it and you go through it, the hiskashas and the devekas you have with the Rabbani Shalom is much deeper, much more profound. But, but more, more so than he just tells you what to do in, in a very, very simple way. And then finally, there's, there's the carbon Pesach, there's meat, which is something we don't have nowadays, but the way we should, to have a carbon Pesach. The chen achilas baser. What is achilas baser? Also, something that's only a post-sin experience. And what is it? It says in Pasuk, le-yishrei lev simcha, right? It says, arzeru tzadik the light is given to the tzadik, and a straight heart, le-yishrei lev, those that have a straight heart, are given joy. 
So we see and we know Chazal say that ain't simcha ella bebasar v'yayin, right? Yayin is also something that we drink Pesach night, and then according to the Zara Kaddish, that was actually the Yitzadas, right? The Nachash took grapes, and he produced uh, wine or grape juice, whatever it is, and he gave it to Adam and to drink. So Mamish, everything we're doing Pesach night, and the whole celebration of Pesach is revolving on things that are Mamish the Chait itself, like wine, or things that come as a result of the Chait. But ain't simcha ella bebasar v'yayin. Says Ratzadik, the great simcha and the joy that a person experiences by returning to Hashem, that's something only possible if you are returning to Hashem. There's a certain level of simcha in Yiddishkeit that Adam and Chava could not have experienced unless they sinned. Why? Because that's where they are. That's where they are. But Davka, when, when you're pushed away and you're sent into Golas and you come back, that creates simcha. That's a little bit of a difference between Shabbos and Yantuf, by the way. Shabbos, there's no mitzvah of simcha. Shabbos is a mitzvah of einig. Because Shabbos, to a certain degree, is a little bit of a time machine. We spoke about this a few weeks ago, actually, when it came to Sefer Yeshua, that Yerich was conquered with Shabbos and Yantuf, right? Shabbos is a little bit going back to Mamish Ganeidin itself. And that's why the mitzvah of Shabbos is einig, is to be in a state, of, a state of pleasure, a state of delight. But simcha, no. Yantiv is simcha. Why? Because the difference between Shabbos and Yantiv is that every Yantiv, there was a problem, and the problem was solved. Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, Sukkis, we were stuck without shelter, so there's a problem that's solved. Shavuos, there's no direction, we have the Torah. Whenever you're getting out, whenever there's, there's a fixing of something, Liyish uh, 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 Relev, when the heart was crooked, when there's something, or there's a problem, and the problem is solved, simcha. And says Ratzalik, therefore, that the whole in of simcha is only post sin. You, you couldn't have had that simcha in Ganeidin. Everything is fine. There was no. Uh, you could have Einig. You could be. Uh, it's everything. Uh, everything's fine. But simcha, simcha only comes when there was a problem that's now fixed, and that's the simcha of Basar of of the carbon pesach, and that's only post sin. So when you have matzah and mar, which is the, the vastness of Tanakh and the vastness of Tarsh Peh, and you put it all together, Amas is Mermichlu, right? And when you appreciate the unbelievable gift that we have now, and we're given the, the, the ability to fix and to go back and to return to Hashem through Tanakh and through Tarsh Peh, right? Brasi Yetzer, Brasi Taratavlin. So then a person can experience real joy. But all of that is only, as, is only possible post sin. So he started with a question. I don't get it. I understand. The holy name of Pesach is what? It's to be Mesach in the Chet Eitzadas. It's to fix the problem. So that's why, you know, uh, we're described as Shrotzim in Mitzrayim, and now post-Mitzrayim we're disconnected from Shrotzim. Everything is about fixing that problem. But yet we're Mamash uh, embracing the problem. Pesach Matzamar. The answer says, Ratzadik, that's not the way. The, uh, on on Yontav, the Indian is not to fix a kilo to go back the way it was. The Indian is to find the lightness that emerges out of that darkness. And the light that emerges out of the darkness of the Chet that Yitzhadas is, then now you could, with effort, don't get me wrong, with effort, with, but now you could really figure out the Rabbanishon better and have a much more pneumistic hiskashus with him, which you see with the vastness of Tanakh and the vastness of Tarsh Peh, Matzah and Mar. And not only that, and if you use those tools properly to return to Hashem, simcha, then the simcha that comes with that is unbelievable. So we don't have Karm Pesach nowadays because we're still, we're, we're not, you know what I'm saying, we're not there yet. We're not, we're not with Gula. Although I, that's what I was talking about, you know, yesterday afternoon to be able to find all of Karm Pesach and Afikaiman. But in a, in a very visceral sense, we don't have Karm Pesach. But, but this is what's going on Pesach night is, 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 is embracing, not fixing the chait in terms of, of going backwards in time, but fixing it in terms of Realizing the great light that could only emerge out of that darkness. 
Okay, so Hashem should help us. Should be zayichet to be able to find that light and be able to eat. You know, noichem and asvachim and absachim. Be yiskal tzedek mehar v'menu amen. Shkayach.